You're tuning in to another episode of the Authentic Me podcast with your host, Mel Yu. If you are seeking growth, looking to vibrate at a higher frequency, open to hearing new perspectives and challenging your own thoughts, this is the podcast for you. My purpose is to guide and help you move that needle one thread closer to becoming your truest, most authentic self. Let's do this. Hey guys, it's your girl Mal here back again with another deep, deep episode for you all. Something I really want to chat about today is a concept and understanding of shadow work in both a psychological and spiritual perspective. So I've been doing a heap of this deep shadow work recently to acknowledge some parts of me that I may not like um, and I needed to seek forgiveness, non-judgment and acceptance of these parts of me. You may or may not have heard of this work before, but I promise you this is not some woo-woo conversation, although I do love woo-woo, but it is the study of our human consciousness. So before we dive into this episode, though, I wanted to acknowledge you. (laughs) I wanted to acknowledge you for listening to this podcast and in doing so, meaning that you are a certain kind of person. You aren't perfect. None of us are. And I'm certainly far from perfect but I acknowledge you for doing the work and looking for deeper meaning and understanding in your own personal development. So I hope this episode helps you in your journey to healing. All of us carry demons inside. Our very existence is made up of light and dark. Think of this imagery of the yin and the yang, right? The dark and the light. The shadow are the parts of our darkness. The term shadow was first brought into the Western world by psychologist Carl Jung. He described it as the unconscious and disowned parts of our personalities that the ego fails to see, acknowledge and accept. It is any aspect of ourselves that is not exposed to the light of our consciousness. Most of us can't even acknowledge that we have a dark side to us. I mean, we want to believe that we are good people, right? We don't want to be perceived as bad or have darkness. We think that these parts of us should stay hidden because they cannot and should not exist in our conscious self. We live in a society that tells us to focus on the good things, the love and the light, but we never talk about the darkness or the shadows. This is toxic positivity. Focusing solely on your positive side is easy and it's comfortable. Only focusing on the good and ignoring the bad That actually denies us of actually accepting ourselves wholeheartedly, which is why you may find yourself feeling confused, uncertain or frustrated. It's no wonder the majority of us avoid the darker parts of our personalities. Most of the time, our shadow starts to develop as children and within the family home. So when we are born into this world, we're whole, without judgment, complete and innocent. As we grow into adulthood, our circumstances, our environments and life experiences shape the way that we evolve. So we start to adapt and lean into society's principles in order for us to belong. And then as time goes on, we learn more and more to become a certain type of person. Slowly, due to these circumstances and these preferences, we begin to adopt certain character traits and then we begin to reject others. This is how our character and personalities are formed. So take a moment now to to look at your upbringing, your childhood, your family. 
We are the byproduct of our interactions. So for me, my parents divorced when I was very young. My dad is someone that worked really hard. He was never around. He didn't express love with any words or touch. But in doing this, I basically became very closed off, self-sufficient, independent. When we, what we really need is our caregiver's presence, right? Even it's neutral presence. But when I didn't have that physical love and care around me growing up, it meant that I had to get it somewhere else. And now I love both my parents so very much. But when I directly look back at my early childhood years, the neglect of love turned me into a, a people pleaser. To obtain this feeling of security, love or attention, I basically became a high achiever in school and I worked hard to, you know, have these accomplishments and these accolades because this is what would have given me attention and perceived love that I was longing for, but it wasn't being met. This is the early development of my shadow. And so if you want to start looking into this work and finding out what your shadows are and maybe how they play out now in your adulthood life, There are some very powerful questions that will help you here. What you need to do is start asking and journaling these three questions. And now really take a pause, write them down if you need to, and really absorb what these three questions mean for you. Was I completely accepted by those around you looking at your childhood? What was expected of me? And we're talking about your parents here or your caregivers. And what behaviours and emotions were judged when you're a kid? So another common example used is when a baby boy is basically expressive about his emotions and he cries, he cries and he cries and he cries. And his father, who has a shadow belief that men don't cry as a display of weakness or shuts the boy down by saying, stop crying, do not cry. As this child, this child then learns that crying is a bad reaction. And now as he grows up into adulthood, he shuts himself out by displaying any emotions which prevent him from building genuine, real, deep connections. The shadow is the reason we do certain things in life without understanding why we do it. So we become adults and feel we should be able to handle life better, yet we keep falling into the same unhealthy patterns. That's because the shadow operates out of our conscious awareness in the form of unconscious and limiting beliefs. So some common shadow beliefs are the feelings of I am not good enough, I am unlovable, I am flawed, my feelings are not valid, I must take care of everyone around me, why can't I be normal like others? Have you ever had any of those thoughts play out? Because that's actually not really you, it's your shadow beliefs at play. Okay, now that we have a little basic understanding of this shadow self and how it has developed in your early childhood, how do you know when your shadow is at play in your adulthood? How do we identify it when it is happening now in our lives? They come in three different things. How we can identify our shadow selves is number one, projections. So many people project their issues onto others. When they dislike something in themselves, they point it out in others. We often project our shadows, our repressed anger, our guilt, shame, and other things that we don't like about ourselves 
on to others. We lash out at people for the behaviours that we don't actually like within ourselves. Pay attention to how you project yourself into that outside world. Because the universe works to make us whole again. People, places and things, they actually become a mirror and reflect who we really are. So I'll give you an example. With my previous partner, I used to constantly project all my insecurities and things that I wasn't happy within myself onto him. You don't clean up this or you don't work out enough or you don't care about me. When then after stepping away from the actual relationship, I realized it was me that hadn't done the work. Our relationships are literally a mirror reflection of who we are, okay? You cannot serve from an empty cup and you cannot love if you do not first give yourself love. So be aware of who and what you are projecting onto others because more than likely, this is your shadow self at play. The second way we can identify the shadow self is triggers. (laughs) A trigger is a reminder of past trauma. The surface event that causes conflict in our lives are not just triggers though. They are messengers that enable us to become conscious of something that is really buried deep within us. So pay attention to what triggers you because they can show you your wounds and your shadow self really easily. And what we need to do when you're triggered is you need to try to catch those emotional triggers before you act out, not after. Now, I know that's easier said than done because identifying that I've recently been in constant environments where I'm triggered has actually what led me to this shadow work and this shadow podcast that I'm recording for you today. Have you ever met someone that is like super polite, sweet, loving, He or she is funny, has an amazing personality, and then out of the apparent blue, they switch and turn into an absolute crazy psycho person with overreacted emotional needs. (laughs) I say that out loud and it's like hilarious because that's me and that's my triggers. Because even though to the outside world or to others, it may seem like, what the hell, Mel? You have split personalities. You're actually allowed to be both. You're actually allowed to have the light and the dark side to you. And your darkness comes into your consciousness and represses your light though, because it's showing you that there is work that needs to be done right here, right now. So in those moments, hopefully before you get full-blown triggered, which um, I hate to say that I have definitely let it escalate so that it's no longer my best self, but you need to ask yourself the following questions when you're feeling the trigger happening. What am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? And try and wait for the answers before you react. And try not to be frustrated if the answers don't come straight away because sometimes these answers will find their way to you over time. Um, Like it's doing for me, I needed space and distance and time from when I got triggered to now when I'm recording this to be able to kind of process that healing. But once I gave myself permission to have these emotions, and I mean all of these emotions, then I can start to understand the healing process. I'll touch on how to heal these parts of you at the end of this podcast. The last um, identifying thing I wanted to talk about is patterns. Repeating patterns in our lives point us to aspects of our shadow. 
So patterns are expressions of the shadow because the shadow mirrors itself into your reality to be seen and to be integrated. The shadow wants you to become aware of it. It wants to be seen and accepted because for forever it hasn't been, right? Within these patterns, you'll, you'll find your aspects of your shadow self that will keep showing up in different situations until you are basically ready to look at them and break the cycle. So what parts of you are you ignoring? Are you finding yourself repeating the same patterns in certain relationships, workplaces, behaviors? Only until you want to truly break these vicious patterns and cycles and do the inner deep work, will you be able to break the cycle and the pattern? So we've talked about our shadow self, how it plays out in our everyday lives And now what? Okay, so I've got patterns, I'm triggered. Um, What do I do with all of this? How the hell do I exist in harmony? So the work is in the integration. Going back to that yin and yang imagery, it's having both the light and the darkness within you flowing together to create a harmonious cycle. The integration of your lightness and your darkness bringing your shadow into the light. So stop abandoning all these parts of you that are seemingly bad. You have been doing it your whole life and it isn't working out for you. When you turn on the light in a dark room, what happens? The darkness and the shadows disappear, right? When you literally flick the switch on to light, there's light. Let that light in. Shine the light over to your shadow self, over to your inner child and make peace with every part of you. Shadow work is a great way to experience inner healing and transformation. And the best part is all it takes is self-awareness. So like I mentioned before, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already 80% there. Every person on earth has gone through a difficult time in their life that created shadows within themselves. The good news is the entire universe is actually on our side trying to help us become whole again. We are provided with the abundant opportunities to confront our shadow selves so that we can finally be free of them. It doesn't matter how long you avoid looking at your shadow self because it's going to keep manifesting into your reality until you pay attention to it. So here are five ways that I'm doing the work and I'm learning as I go. I'm not a professional. I'm not a psychologist, but when I do this work with my own mental health care team, Um, It encourages, I suppose, for you to then do this work because it's my knowledge that I can now share with you. Please remember to not actually think you can do all of this work on your own. In fact, I actually discourage you to go out there and just do this work on your own because we need other people to guide us and navigate us through this shit because a lot of stuff comes up for us, right? All right, so the first tip or the first thing that I'm working on to help with this shadow work is self-acceptance. 100% giving in to self-acceptance. And that means you don't judge yourself. You don't criticize yourself. You stop beating yourself up. Your shadow was born from non-acceptance already. So why are you still trying to find parts of you that you don't accept? You need 100% embodiment in self-acceptance. How can you completely accept every part of who you are? Not just the light but all of that darkness, all of the perceived values, all of the perceived failures, the parts you do not like about you. The second thing is to start observing your emotions without judgment. 
So what do I mean by this? When it's like, how do I observe my emotions and be aware of my emotions without judgment? It means that there is no jealousy, no hate, no victim mentality, no, I feel stupid for feeling this way. An example, I'm just going to pull this out of thin air, um, is so say you see your partner talking to a very attractive opposite sex and you're in the same room and you get jealous. Having the observation without judgment is going, okay, I'm not going to confront them and walk right up to them and cause a scene because they're talking and I'm envious, I'm boiling, right? I'm fuming. Instead, I'm going to go, back to those questions. Why am I feeling like this? What is happening? What's the emotional reaction that's going on right now? And also to not put judgment on those emotions. All emotions are accepted right now. So instead of beating yourself up and going, oh, well, I shouldn't be jealous. Don't den- Again, don't deny yourself of that emotion. Oh, I shouldn't be jealous. Oh, I'm stupid for even thinking that way. Oh my God, I'm so insecure, blah, blah, blah. Inner critic, inner critic, negative self-talk, downward spiral more work needs to be done. So stop with that, okay? Observe without judgment, without jealousy, without hate, without victimizing yourself and without any stupid comments um, about yourself. The third thing that's really helped me is journaling. Every little bit counts. Whether you choose to do some reflective writing, whether you choose to do an exercise with your therapist about writing a letter to your younger self, if you've heard of that sort of work, um, or just documenting when it is that you get triggered, when do you, when do you project, or when do you notice bad negative patterns? If you start documenting all of these things, it becomes more uh, conscious, and then you can do that work and you can start doing that healing. So journaling and kind of going, okay, well, I feel triggered when X happens, and in this scenario, I got triggered again, and it feels like I'm projecting when I do this with my partner. Journal all of that down so that you can really start doing the work when it's right in front of you. Number four is starting a new creative project. Now, this sounds really interesting because it's like, what? I'm doing all of this work and you want me to now what, Mel? Start a new creative project. But when we focus on starting a new project, there is excitement, there's passion, there's motivation, and we can actually become more aware of our shadow self in this work. Because what will happen is we'll notice parts of the project that we begin not to like or we feel frustrated towards. And that, when we start noticing that, is you'll begin to kind of go, okay, there's, there's something here that's triggering and projecting. What is that work there? You're then able to have this kind of like safe inner dialogue with yourself because when you're doing this creative work, you realize where you've got more work to do. So for example, this podcast is actually a channel of all my shadow work. Gosh, goddamn. Now that I come to think of it, because I started this podcast just over a year ago. Um, to basically heal and share stories of hope, healing and recovery, right? So maybe for you, think of something that you might want to start um, to, to kind of push you or to help you with that conversation as well. There's this magical question that I ask my clients and I talk to my coaching clients with is a question that says, what would you do with your life if you weren't afraid? Now, this question is so powerful if you can really ask yourself it because it will reveal all your hidden fears and limiting beliefs. What would you do with your life if you weren't afraid? In other words, if fear was no longer standing in your way, what would you do with your life? Which I've already kind of touched on. Number five um, to doing all of this shadow work is surrounding yourself with the right people so you can really begin this journey of healing. 
So not everyone is going to understand you. People will do their own work when they are ready to, when they are called to. But for you, if you're listening to this and you've resonated, perhaps you've been triggered or thought, hmm, I need to learn more. Lean into that and find the right guidance. It might be simply, you know, just going out and doing more reading on it on Google, watching a YouTube video on this or seeking the professional help as I am doing. This stuff can be really emotionally exhausting as you unpack it all to build again, but be patient to yourself and surround yourself with love. Honestly, who the bloody hell knew the more of this personal development stuff we dive into, the more there is that we need to learn. So this is the journey to fully integrating yourself to become whole, to live a life that is fulfilled and authentic to you. I hope this episode really helped you as it did for me to share it with you. If this is the first time that you've dived into this kind of terminology in psychology about shadow work, I really highly encourage you to do some research on it or or reach out to me and have a conversation around it. So please make sure to send me a message or connect to me on any other social media platforms just to keep in touch with each other's life. Um, And until next time, happy healing. Thank you so much for joining us this week on The Authentic Me. If you found value in this episode, please smash that like button and share with someone who may also benefit from our content. Never miss an episode by subscribing to this podcast available on all audio streaming platforms. And make sure to let me know what you want to hear more of on this journey to your truest, highest, authentic self. See you next time. Bye.